Welcome back, everybody, to the Into the Light podcast <laughs> for episode 44. This is our lessons learned from Rachel. Before we get into that, let's just do let's do a quick shout out to our listeners. Yeah. Guys, we love you so much. I know we know a lot of you have come from Sherry Frankie's circle because our podcast got a lot of downloads right there, but yeah. it has continued to get downloads ever since. And just yesterday, and we're recording the night that we're going to... Uh, released this so yesterday on May 2nd we reached a hundred thousand downloads for our podcast it's so awesome and it's we would have never guessed in a million years yeah because this this would have happened we've almost hit a year of recording and we were honestly we were coming down like the last couple weeks month or so like are we gonna shut this thing down like are (laughs) we gonna call it after 50 episodes or whatever (laughs) and then everything kind of got crazy so we can't. We really, really appreciate every one of you that listens. And I hope that we hope that you get something out of it each and every week and, and are able to share it with people that you feel like are in need. Yeah. And if you're a member, non-member, I think all of these things that we talk about are applicable. If you don't believe in Jesus, if you don't believe in God, you can believe in a higher power or somebody beyond you. And I think you can apply whatever principles we talk about to that but we love our savior and we know he is the way and the truth and the light. And all these problems that we talk about on like the different stories that we tell on this podcast, like they're so practical. Like you hear this one instance of it, but I'm sure you know of other people that have gone through something very similar. For sure. And I think it's just navigating the process, the trial, you know, who, how do I need to do it? How do I get hope? You know, I think any of those questions that you have, if you're currently going through it are, people that we have on can give great insight to that. So thank you for listening. Seriously. Bottom line is we're so grateful for <laughs> all of you listeners. And if you feel like you've got something out of it, we'd always appreciate a review. Yes. Or shoot just a DM on Instagram, whatever it might be. Also update on Instagram. We're going to get that going a little bit better because yeah. we know we've been slacking. Yes. We have. <laughs> <laughs> we're busy college students and summer's coming. So we should have more time. <laughs> yeah. We're going to get going on some better content there. Um, Anyways, let's dive into what we learned from Rachel. Do you want to start us off, Bray? Yes. Rachel is so dope. And I think... Rachel is one of the coolest people she's, ever. She's like, why? Like, I just look at her. I'm like, why are you so happy all the time? Like, you <laughs> always have a smile on her face. And obviously, we know that's not the truth from her, from her podcast. But she just emulates it. And I think yeah. that comes from her relationship with Christ. And we talked about this a lot before. I'm going to reiterate it again, though. He's very much a reality. He's not just this idea or thought to Rachel or this person that she reads about in the scriptures. Very much somebody that she walks with every day. And you can see that outside of her life. Like the amount of like just random things of service that I see her do. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. bro, what? Like one, where do you come up with this? And two, (laughs) where did that come from? You know, like she just who she is, is very much an emulation of her relationship with Christ and how palpable and tangible and reality he is in her Mm -hmm. life. She reminds me, honestly, she reminds me a lot of Bethany Jacobs. Oh, yeah. Yes, very true. Because of her smile and the way that she interacts with people. And if you guys want to listen to Bethany's episode, it's episode 34. And very much like how, and, and I always think this, and I don't know if this is just a rumor that I heard, but... 
Um, I've always heard like the 12 and the prophet and stuff like they have this crazy intense relationship with Christ. Yeah. And like they are witnesses of him. And like if if he were to talk to anybody on the earth physically, he talked to them. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just so cool to be able to have just a little bit of that relationship with him. You know, and it, and it shows. It, it shows. very shows. Like we know that people like Rachel and Bethany, they aren't happy all the time. But the way that Rachel interacts with people is just like an inspiration to me. Like her relationship with with Christ carries over to her relationships with her friends and family, and even random people that she sees all the I time. Agree. And yes. the way that she interacts with them, compliments them, and just tries to make them feel better mm-hmm. about their day. Yeah, what Christ would do. Um. Second point that we didn't talk about, but I'm bringing it up now. Um, when me and Aaron first wanted to interview Rachel, she gave this awesome talk about children. Yeah. And in the Bible, um, it talks a lot about being like little children. And I think Ra- Rachel's a nanny. Her interactions with kids daily and her ability to just kind of like pick their brains about who Christ is and how they think about things of the world is very much how... Christ and God has told us to kind of look at life Mm. as little children and to look unto them as little children and to be humble as little children. Little children are used all the time. And, and that's something that Rachel's taught me. Um, not even from the episode, just, but just her in general. And it's okay to be excited about life. Yes. 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 There's, there's, we don't need to be depressed adults that have all these problems. Like, be happy. And ain't that the trope, <laughs> man? I'm like, we can struggle, but let's just struggle in fashion. You know what I mean? And with a smile. With a smile. <laughs> with, yeah, it's not going to be great, but let's just pull the great out of everything. Yeah, I'm talking as much to myself as I am to anybody else. Facts. Like, I, I definitely struggle with that at times. Actually, facts. <laughs> You're telling me. But it's a, it's a good reminder to me anyways. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. That's awesome. All right, the next thing I wanted to talk about, Rachel... I think really drove home the point that she is constantly trying to know what God's will is for her and follow that regardless of what she wants in her life. Mm -hmm. Because more than anything, she wants to follow God's will Mm -hmm. regardless of whether she feels like that's the best thing for her or not, because she trusts enough in God to know that his will for her in the long run is the best thing. Yeah. And I think I a quote popped into my head from CS Lewis from mere Christianity. And I wanted to read it to y'all today. And this is one of my favorite quotes ever. I read it for the first time when I was on my mission and it has just stuck with me ever since. And it's talking about giving ourselves and our will over to God. And this quote is God talking to us, kind of his admonition for us to give him his will in our heart and Mm -hmm. our will in our hearts. But he says, give me all of you. I don't want so much of your time, so much of your talents and money and so much of your work. I want you, all of you. I have not come to torment or frustrate the natural man or woman, but to kill it. No half measures will do. I don't want to only prune a branch here and a branch there. Rather, I want the whole tree out. Hand it over to me, the whole outfit, all your desires, all of your wants and wishes and dreams. Turn them all over to me. Give yourself to me, and I will make of you a new self in my image. Give me yourself, and in exchange, I will give you myself. My will shall become your will. My heart shall become your heart. And I think that's just the 
that is just the great paradox of the gospel, right? Mm-hmm. As we lose, lose ourselves in the service of God, as we lose ourselves in trying to figure out what his will is for us, we actually find ourselves and see his image in our countenance. Um, Aaron, question for you. Yeah. How do you think that we can put some practicality into that? How can we? That's, that's a great question. If, cause I'm just thinking for myself, I want to turn my life over to God a mm-hmm. little more than I am right now. What are some things that we can say to motivate or put into practicality how to do that? First thing that pops in my mind, I'm going to answer my own question. (laughs) (laughs) First thing that pops in my mind, thanks for asking, um, is scripture study. If I went on a mission for one thing and one thing only, it was to just know how important that is. And to feel and love scripture study and being in the scriptures and learning more about God. That is the most precious time I think I can ever give to him is that one hour a day or that 10 minutes a day. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That is just so much, at least a stepping stone into being aligned with his will. I think that's exactly what I was going to say is reading the scriptures one to know more fully what God's character is, mm-hmm. but two, figuring out how he talks to you. Yeah, for because sure. Because that's it. That's how you find out what his will is for you, right? Is to figure out how you receive revelation personally. Mm. I think Rachel hit that over and over and over again. Something, I guess, on a practical note, I remember President Eyring in a, in a conference, like two or three conferences ago. Um, I was actually, I do interpretation for Hiligaynon, this obscure Filipino language for conference and See, I got assigned. It's like, did you say a word? <laughs> <laughs> I got assigned president Iring's talk and for you translate for conference. Yeah. Yeah. And we always get the transcript before like the English one. And then we get one in the language and we're supposed to simplify it down. And then when conference is going on, we interpret it live. So we're reading along right after they read it, like within seconds. And so president Iring is, is giving his talk and every once in a while he goes off script and just something pops out that's not on the script. And I'm like freaking out like, oh, how do I translate this right now? But one of the things that he said in this specific talk, I don't even remember what the title of the talk was, but he went off script for one second and he said, God, let me know what your will is. Just tell me what it is and I'll do it. That's all I want to do. And he says, he says that in his prayers. Mm. And I think that's a very practical way just mm. to be like, and I think he felt prompted enough in that moment to go off script and say that because it's helped me a ton of my life just to be like, if I want to follow God's will, like just making God aware that I'm willing to do it by asking him, like, what's your will for me? Like, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to go full send mm-hmm. on whatever it is. Yeah. And I think sometimes we have the intention to follow God's will and we very much want to, but we're like, I want to follow God's will, but, <laughs> but, but I don't want to follow this part of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and so I think, like in my favorite book, Atomic Habits, he talks about just kind of convincing yourself, not convincing yourself, just saying things of what you actually want to do and it will soon to become a reality. Yeah. And it's not lying to yourself, but it's more of putting out that good energy of what you want to accomplish and putting it in reality so that somebody like God can can hear it and can mm-hmm. be there for you in the times that you're like, oh, sorry, God, yeah, I'm leaving yeah, you. You yeah. know what I mean? I love it. And I think it just goes back to 
what C.S. Lewis said, right? Yeah. He wants all of us. Mm-hmm. Like a half measure is not going to do. Yeah. Like we got to we got to strive and get to that point where we're able to turn ourselves completely over to him and then our spiritual horizons will be That's beautiful. limitless. That's beautiful. Another thing I think that would put into practicality answering my own question again. Aaron talks a ton about it, but self-discipline. Mm. When we become self-discipline to follow God, it becomes a lot easier to align your will. You talking this. like not second guessing promptings, things like that? I would say yeah. Sure. I would say self-discipline in the part of like just resisting temptation one and resisting like things that you know that are bad for you, but you want. Oh, I see. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this is a stupid example, but junk food. You oh, don't, for sure. You don't need junk food. How would self-discipline help you align your will with God in that instance? Well, you're just trying to be more disciplined to not eat junk food so that you can be more disciplined to follow God's will. Well, even on the flip side, things like for me personally in my life, like getting a healthy amount of sleep exactly, is a self-disciplined thing for me because I know if I'm lacking sleep, I have a lot harder time feeling the spirit mm-hmm. in yeah. my daily life. I like that. That's, That's a, cool. That a good idea. That's a cool little concept there. Well, we love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. That's it. Wow. We're pumped for uh, our episode next week is going to be on female pornography use yes which is something we haven't hit so far in the podcast no i'm i'm so excited excited to release that one to y'all yes maddie's dope you're gonna love it (laughs) (laughs) we love y'all see you next week bye guys